Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Well, it is good to be together today, church family, and I have the absolute honor and privilege of continuing on in our sermon series on loving our city, which was, we we really felt that passage from Jeremiah 29, 7 in about where where we're told to seek the welfare of the city, where the um, Israelites are in exile, and God says to them, seek the welfare of the city, where I've where you're in exile, because in seeking its welfare, you will find welfare. And so Murray preached about, kind of opened it up at the beginning of the month, and then last week shared about blessing, the power of blessing, and how important what comes out of our mouths is, and how powerful it is. And, you know, if we are made in the image of God, and he spoke the universe into existence just under his breath and, and we are like him, then there's power in our breath and what comes out. And so it was a very it was a very good reminder to me of sometimes what I let leak out <laughs> of my mouth. And we all know that that comes from our heart. So uh, it is wonderful. It's my privilege today to talk about something that is very um, I think important to me and I think really important to us as a community in seeking the welfare of our, of our city and loving our city is the power of fellowship and hospitality and uh, just uh, relationally being with one another and giving and receiving love and you know we we can talk about seeking the welfare of our city as a concept and loving our city as a concept, this kind of big thing out there. But actually, and even the power of blessing and speaking blessing, but if it doesn't turn into action, it is a little bit pointless, isn't it? And so I think hospitality and fellowship is part of the action and the overflow of the love that we've received from the Father um, where we've been invited in and welcomed into his family by him, where he has always created a a feast for us in the presence of our enemies, where he's made room for us at his table and one day we're going to feast with him. How, um, How much of an honor is it for us as his kids to actually participate in inviting others to the wonderful feast that he's prepared for us? Yeah, and so sometimes that actually involves eating together and uh, feasting and drinking. And you know, Jesus was really, really good at hospitality. He was really, really good at fellowship. He was really, really good at engaging with people and loving people and uh, spending time with people, stopping for those who were desperate and in need, who other people rejected. He was really, really good at creating that space of belonging. And so I think that because it was important to Jesus and it was his practice, hospitality, he was happy to to give hospitality, to create a space. He fed thousands with just a couple of um, fish and a bit of bread. And he multiplied 
water into wine at a wedding, and he he was really really good at eating and drinking with people and creating that space, spending time, taking time to get to know them and get to know their heart and where they were at. And if it was a practice of Jesus, I really believe it is a practice of ours. So I just want to share a little bit about that this morning. And I would like to, I'm going to have a couple of our friends who are visiting with us this weekend come up in a little while to share a testimony of what that's looked like in their life and ministry at the moment. But I really just want to start with, I think um, we can even see in the the Gospels in the, uh, in the New Testament, we see also the importance of gathering together. Obviously, corporate this corporate gathering is really good, but then the gathering in homes, the gathering in other places of, of smaller groups and fellowshipping together and enjoying the Father, enjoying Jesus, worshipping, but eating and drinking and being merry and having fun together and doing life with each other. And so in the early church, the gospel was really spread through hospitality, I think, through opening homes and opening lives and opening hearts to welcome people in and then sharing the message of Jesus and sharing the hope of Jesus. And it became viral. And I think that the early church really did did it well. You know, they, they shared what they had together. They didn't want for anything. They didn't need anything because people were willing to give of what they had financially in their material blessings, to give of their time to help the widows and the orphans and the poor and the lepers and the rejects and, and the people who didn't belong. The, you know, they, they were the ones that, that you know, did the, the work of Jesus in, in the world. And so they made room for people and prioritize that connection. And I really just want to say, you know, some of us, when we think about hospitality, we think of the uh, magazine Good Housekeeping, or we think of Joanna Gaines, who is beautiful and creative and able to create something out of nothing and make a table where all of her kids don't make a mess and they they eat really good food and or maybe who's that other lady, Martha Stewart? You know these amazing things that she whips up and feeds you know, people with, and it looks perfect. It looks like the food is varnished, but she's prepared it, but it's wonderful. And they, you see these images in magazines of these tables that are set for, um, with all the beautiful linens and everyone's wearing gorgeous clothing and they're all laughing and having fun and they're all perfectly put together and the food is wonderful. And we see that even on Instagram, these lives of people where it's like, oh, I'm just... I'm just doing this house. I'm, I've bought this house, which was uh, a shack, and now look what I've done with it, and my kids are well-behaved while I'm doing it. And I, we just, any, and I'm getting all these sponsors, and I'm influencing a whole bunch of people. I'm not that person. I don't know about you, but I am not that person. And that is not hospitality in my mind. It's, it's entertaining, Right? Entertaining is not hospitality. I just want to make that clear, okay? Because entertainment is transactional and it's performance-based. But hospitality is invitational, right? It's 
relational, and it may even be a little messy sometimes. I'll tell you a quick story before I uh, go a bit further. So when Murray and I were first married, we, we love welcoming people into our family, into our home. We've had 20-something uh, people live with us over the course of our lives, uh, as well as raising four children. It has been a, a thing that the father has graced us with. It's not something that everybody does, but the father invited us to open our home to people, which has been an absolute privilege and an honor for us to do, to welcome people into our lives. But when we were first married, we, uh, we, would, we had this little apartment. It was really small and our furniture was really bad. And we invited this couple who we really wanted to get to know from the church over to our home. And Murray had just got it started getting into, um, sorry, my love, you're okay with me telling this, aren't you? Okay. Um, I forgot to ask him before I, would, I was going to share this. but <laughs> Anyway, so we, he had just started cooking Southeast Asian food and he was, found this recipe book. And he was, he's a really good cook. My husband is a really good cook. And anyway, so we, we had this couple over and the woman is a really good cook. And we just wanted to, they'd had us in their home and we just really wanted to host them in our home. Uh, it was much more um, quaint than theirs. And we were on a much tighter budget than they were, but anyway, that's okay. So they came over and I was telling them about this meal that Murray was cooking and how awesome it was. And, and, I, and I'm like, he's, he's, it's so good, guys. It is really good, this Szechuan pepper uh, pork, I think. And anyway, so I was raving about it and Murray's getting it all ready and then he serves it up and set the table and got it nice. And then we sit down to eat and they'd start, we pray and they, they started eating and then I put the mouthful in my mouth and I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, this tastes like grit. <laughs> and we all laughed and then they laughed in relief as if, oh my goodness, she's been raving about his cooking and this is really bad. Anyway, what had happened was the peppercorns had um, not, uh, they'd been over roasted and they were, or not roasted properly. No, we don't know. But anyway, the, they were they were not, we weren't able to grind them pop properly. And so rather than being a tasteful little um, addition to the, the culinary delight, they literally were like pieces of sand in the food while we were cooking. And it was, it was actually a really beautiful moment because all of the walls came down of performance and having to do something or repay someone because they'd done a kindness to us. All of the walls went down and we were able to just laugh with one another and these, and just have an absolute, we, and Murray was such a good sport. He laughed as well. And he's like, oh my goodness, sorry guys. We had to eat something else. But they, but it was just like, it was the beginning of a really good friendship for us. And I think that's real hospitality. It's like, I'm just going to open my door, open my heart and, and step into relationship with you and be vulnerable with you and maybe not do something perfectly and have some fun with you and get to know you. And it's not all about the bells and whistles. It's about an exchange and an invitation. And so hospitality, I believe, is expressing the welcome of our heavenly daddy to all. It's about opening our arms up through relationship, 
through tangible acts of love and kindness, maybe giving shelter, having someone live in your home, maybe giving someone food or going to their house and letting them serve you food and you washing the dishes. Through friendship, which may open the door to be able to meet someone's needs. When we build relationally with people and create a place to belong and a welcome. And it doesn't have to be in our home. It could be here on a Sunday. You start hospitality by smiling at someone and opening up your arms and giving them a hug and asking them, how are you? And when they say, I'm fine, you go a little bit further and you say, how are you really? And then you stay and wait and don't look to the next person and listen to their answer. That's hospitality. It's a heart posture. It comes from the overflow of a heart that's received the welcome from the Father, received his invitation and his love, and allowed that love to shape and mold and rub away the rough edges and open it up and be vulnerable. And it's not just the welcome, right? Because we can welcome someone and say, hi, I can greet someone and say, hi, how are you? But that's just being friendly. True hospitality is going to push through that and go a step further and turn into action out of the overflow of a heart that's filled with love. So it's a verb. It's a doing word. It's something that's done. It's something that we receive. It's something that we give. And we can only do this because of God the Father who is so giving who gave his best for us, who saw us at our worst and loved us anyway and welcomed us into the family, created a place of belonging for us all in Jesus. And his desire is that we are that to one another in the body and we are that welcome to the world around us. But it has to start with one person. You know, we were strangers and aliens, but we've been brought in. And we get to, I'm not saying we have to, but we get to be just like Jesus, just like our daddy. In a culture, Western culture, that is individualistic, that is uh, only likes to be with people who agree with me and who are exactly like me, who look like me, dress like me, have the same political stance as me, have the same gender opinions as I do. Again, as Murray said last week, we know the truth is important, but how we express that is even more important. And it starts with love. So there's a lot of disconnection and loneliness these days. I think COVID has added to that, but I think it was already around. You know, we, we're in a culture that is very, very busy very, very full, moving from one thing to the next, walking quickly, head down, get to the next meeting, move on. I can be guilty of that sometimes. I'm I can be focused and actually forget to lift my head up and notice what's going on around me. 
We can come under that kind of the busyness yoke and be disconnected. Mother Teresa said, I love this because she was pretty amazing at the gift of hospitality, at expressing it to the needy. She said, loneliness is the modern leprosy. It's, the, it's a modern disease. And we can be in a crowd of people who love Jesus on a Sunday morning, but be incredibly lonely and feel not seen, not heard, and not valued. And you may feel that way today, and I just want to tell you, you are seen, you are loved, and you are welcome. And there's a place for you to belong in this family. Let's look at Hebrews verse th chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 13, verse 1 to 2. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Who would like to entertain angels? I would. I would. I'd like to have the angelic presence in my home or in my workplace or in my... Well, they are there, but I'd like to discover that. So it says, let brotherly love continue. So we're encouraged to continue in brotherly love. So I want to say to you, church family, I'm not saying you're not doing it. You are an incredibly, we are an incredibly welcoming, hospitable, loving bunch of people who've received the welcome of the Father and who love to make room. And Murray and I feel incredibly loved by you all. And we feel incredibly welcomed. And we feel like you've made room for us and, and been kind and opened your hearts to us. And we feel like we're getting to know people slowly but surely. And we look forward to getting to know more of you. And you made, thank you for making our girls feel so welcomed on our first Sunday here by bringing them up here and honoring them just as you honored and welcomed us. It was, you just probably will not even know what that meant to us as their parents and also to them. So, so family, I wanna say you are letting brotherly love continue, but let's keep going. Let's keep going. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Now, what really got me here, because I know often we think of hospitality and being hospitable and fellowship of hanging out with people that I know and I love and I can be myself with and they can be themselves with me. But actually the, the word hospitality here, and it says don't neglect, so, so Keep going in brotherly love with one another, right? There's a one anothering, but don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Hospitality, this word here, is actually a very interesting word. It's not just about those we know and even those in the body, although some people in this body, I would guess, are strangers to each other. Many of you are strangers to me at the moment because <laughs> I've only just met you. 
I don't know you. I'm not in your life. I don't know all about your family and you don't know all about mine apart from what I've shared with you. (laughs) But this Greek word for hospitality is philoxenos, which you may recognize, philo, that love that's brotherly love, philio, right? And then xenos is stranger, foreigner, alien, outsider, guest or refugee. So you put that together and it's this concept. Showing hospitality is this concept of turning someone who is a stranger into a brother. And it takes time and purpose and intentionality to do that. And that's the charge for us is is to push through just the surface and make room and space for one another in this community and make space and room to turn strangers in our workplace, strangers in our schools, strangers in our neighborhood, strangers in the grocery store, into family, into brothers, by opening up our hearts, by welcoming them, by opening up our homes and welcoming them, by taking them out for coffee and spending time with them, by asking about their family and then remembering it when we see them next time. So it's really seeking the welfare of the city, loving our city is really only going to start with here, me, with you, with one another, and then go out. Because if we can't love one another, then it's really difficult to love our city. And I want to encourage you, keep growing or continuing in brotherly love. Get to invite someone to your connect group who hasn't been to your connect group before. If you've got a comfortable little connect group, open the door a little bit and invite someone else in. Find someone on a Sunday who you've never met before, who looks different to you, who maybe comes from a different background than you and invite them out to lunch or invite them over to your home or invite them for a coffee. But it, it'll go further. Seeking the welfare of the city is also then about offering fellowship and hospitality to those who we don't even know yet. And I'm going to invite Justin and Kelly, my friends, to come up. These guys, yes, you can welcome them. Justin and Kelly Rife. Uh, just grab the microphone on your way up. These guys are the are pastors in our old church in Raleigh. They're very dear friends of ours. They came to our school of ministry, our school of revival, and they ended up staying. God had them stay, and he, he'd put on their heart to, to love the lost and the broken and the hurting and the poor. And so they are our, the outreach outreach pastors in Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham and they are on staff there and they also started a ministry called Embrace which I love it's like the welcome of the father so they're gonna (laughs) we practice that at home (laughs) so so they're gonna share with you a little bit about their journey in welcoming strangers and becoming brothers and family wider than just in the context of the church community being the church with Jesus out in the community. Hello, <laughs> I'm the Justin of the Justin and Kelly. And um, yeah, when Ash uh, 
invited us to to speak on this. It, it it really is about welcoming people. It is about belonging. The kingdom of God is a place of belonging. Actually, we some of the people that we work with out in our city, um, a lot of them struggle with addiction. And one of the things that we've discovered actually is that when you receive people where they're at, that when they feel like they belong, when there's a connection, addiction goes away. That the opposite of addiction is belonging. Right? And so we've seen incredible things. We've seen the Lord move in incredible ways. And the ministry started with us just, well, first we, we prayed. <laughs> and we said, Lord, send us to where there is the most need in the city. And we didn't know where that was. We didn't know what it looked like, but we just opened our ears and uh, we just started hearing where people told us not to go. So we lived in North Raleigh at, at the time when we started and people were like, well, don't go to Durham. And so we're like, all right, we're going to go to Durham. And then don't go to this, don't go to this street. Okay, well, we're going to go to this street. Don't go to the east side of this street. Well, we're going to go there. And then we found ourselves with some friends and some some bottles of water that we were able to afford, and we made some sandwiches with our kids, and we just went out into, this, into the city streets, and we just, with no agenda other than just to love the person right in front of us and to welcome them into, into God's transforming presence that we carry and that belonging and that welcome. And what that grew into was uh, us encountering one person and then they would actually say, well, this sandwich is great. This water is great. It's very refreshing. Thank you so much. If you, in North Carolina, it does feel like you're walking on the surface of the sun at times. And so water is great. And so, but they would say, my friend over there needs something. And so we would have our little beach cart and we'd walk over there and we'd go to the friend and then the friend would point somewhere else. And then suddenly we found ourselves in an entire neighborhood. And the, the food would just multiply. And so now, I'm going to fast forward a little bit and I'm going to tell a story. Uh, what started with just one person, one sandwich, one bottle of water, has now turned into something like somewhere between eight to 900 people a week. And we distribute over 3,000 pounds of food. I don't know what that is in the metric system, but it's a lot. And so, um, while we were on our journey, as we were, as, as we were encountering people, one place where we found ourselves was uh, at the street corner. And we didn't know it at the time, but the street corner happens to be actually the most violent street corner in all of North Carolina. Just a lot of violence and shootings and all that stuff. And, and we thought to ourselves well, this is the perfect place for the church to be, isn't it? Because the kingdom of God is disruptive and it's fun. And we love to have fun when we're out there. In the early days with the water, I remember on hot days, me and some of our team members, we would get into water fights and we'd throw water at each other and people would just be, they're, they're attracted to, to fun yeah. and family and belonging and you're just, suddenly they're getting wet and everyone's having a good time. Yeah. And um, anyway, we found ourselves in this street corner and we were distributing food uh, to this neighborhood. And this one house that we would go to 
for six months we were going here, we would knock on her door and we'd give her a bag of food and she'd slam the door in our face. And I want to tell you right now, when you go out and you, and you love your city, stay unoffended. Be unoffendable. The kingdom of God, there is no offense in the kingdom of God. And so we just, we decided that as she slammed the door in our face, we would still receive her and just build trust and wait for her to receive us. She received the food, and in there, in, the, in that food are the seeds of the kingdom. And eventually, she did open her door to us. And she allowed us to pray for her. And now, uh, we prayed for her, and then we started to teach her how to pray for herself. And so now, instead of praying for her, we're praying with her. And we would agree with her, and we started discipling her. And on this very violent street corner, she would confess to us that she couldn't sleep at night because of all the noise and anxiety and all this other stuff. And we taught her how to pray and to give that anxiety to the Lord. And he came and he took it, and she was set free. And now all of a sudden, she's bringing her neighbors into her home and teaching them how to pray. And now she's going out and prayer walking the city. And I'm happy to report that that street corner is no longer the most violent street corner in North Carolina. Um, as Justin was sharing, when we began, we were, we were looking for where Jesus was. We were looking for what he was saying and what he was doing. And we were just asking the Lord, you know, what, what does this look like? What do you have for us out there? And he would give us, he gave us this vision in the beginning. This is around five years ago. And in the vision, we saw our city and we saw all these violent places and these dark places where nobody was ever, you know, nobody would go to. And in the vision, there was this man standing in all of those places. And he was very unassuming. He looked like everybody else. He had jeans and a sweatshirt on and his head was down and he, he had a baseball cap on. And the Holy Spirit told us, look closer, look closer. And when we looked closer, this man lifted his head and he locked eyes with me and he had the most beautiful eyes, fiery eyes, and it was Jesus. And he said to me, I'm already here, will you join me? But he wasn't speaking just to me, he was speaking to the church. And I say that because um, as Ash has been sharing about family and belonging and hospitality, and we, we know that the opposite of addiction is belonging, and we see that all the time. That's where healing happens. Church, we have that. We have belonging. We are a family. And with Jesus, with the Trinity, going with him into those dark places. We don't have to be afraid. And it might not be the street corner in Durham that we go to or the neighborhood there. It might be your next door neighbor or your coworker or you know, the different, all the different kind of people that Ash was naming up here. But you can create belonging. You can be family to your city. And being here in Toronto this week, I know there are seeds in the ground here that have been planted for generations. I could feel them as we walked the city with Murray and Ash this week, that people have prayed for the city. You've prayed for this city. God is already out there, and he's inviting you into those places. And because he's there in those dark places, you don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid to go. So he can take that little, that little bit that you have that you want to be faithful with, and he can do so much with it. So I just want to encourage you. This was our story, but there's a story here for you all, too, yeah. here in Toronto. Thanks. So.
Excellent. Thank you. You could take that down. Thanks, Justin and Kelly. They have lots of testimonies of just what God is doing in many lives and that. And as Kelly said, uh, you know, offering hospitality, fellowship, belonging, relationship, bringing the kingdom of God may not look the same. It won't look the same, but it'll feel the same. And it's like, what do we have? Where have you placed me, Lord? Where have you got me? What neighborhood? What workplace? Who is around me? What grocery store do I go into? Who do you want me to love? How, what have I got in my hand, Lord? And what do you want me to do with it? They're simple but profound questions. And as we ask them, he'll answer and he'll show us. And I just want to say, hospitality, relationship, belonging is not just for the extroverts. It's not just for the people who have nice homes. It's not just for the people who can cook really well or who can order food in and it looks wonderful. It's for the students who are living together and they reach out to another student in their, in their dorm. It's for people who have to live with their parents or live in a basement or live in a small apartment who can just go down to the coffee shop and invite someone to join them. It's for single mums who can grab another mum and say, hey, let's do this together. I, was, I didn't know Jesus and a family. I fell in love with Jesus because a family opened their doors to me. I'd been in a church before. I'd seen religious people. I didn't like them very much. They didn't seem very loving like the Jesus that I saw in the Bible. But this family opened their doors to me. They opened their family. They, they, they got to know this little Australian girl. They took time to care about me, to ask. And they noticed some of the pains in my heart. And they were okay. They loved me. They let me be with their kids and see what family looks like. And then I, I fell in love with Jesus. Sharing the gospel with me was easy because they did it with their actions first. Romans 12, 13 says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So it starts here in the family of God. It starts in our homes, but then it goes out to the world around us. And that word, practice hospitality, it's kind of weird, but that word is translated in the, from the Greek and, that, and it's persecute. How do you persecute hospitality? where you have a single focus, you have intentionality, you go after people, <laughs> you find someone who looks different to you, you go and invite them out for a coffee and get to know them. You, you open your arms to them, you smile at them. Persecuting hospitality to me means this is for everyone. And it's really important to the Father that we are the most hospitable people on the planet because he, there is a harvest of, of sons and daughters who don't know that they're sons and daughters who are disconnected and lonely, even though they look like everything is all together. They could be wealthy. They could be poor. They could be in prison. They could seem free, but they are bound up. 
and lonely and they need to know the love of the Father. And if they don't experience him through us or at worst, they experience not a very kind and loving person, then what have we done? So I don't say this to, to accuse. This I'm preaching to myself just as much. You know, in the, in the church, I hear a lot, in, in the world even, I hear a lot about community. Community is a bit of a buzzword these days. And people want it. They talk about it. But they don't really know always how to cultivate it. And I think we have a beloved saviour who did it really well and he lives on the inside of us and he can empower us to cultivate belonging and the welcome of the Father with those around us and intimate relationships and friendship where we stay even when it's a bit messy, where we push through. Often we expect other people to create community. We expect a program. We expect even the church to put on something that will make me feel like I can make friends. And I'm not saying that's bad. But rather than saying, how come you're not doing this for me? We could say, what can I do? What can I do to cultivate friendship and belonging in this community? What can I do or what can we do to cultivate that outside? We are all responsible because we're all able to love with the love that we've received and to let it flow out of us to others. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, an amazing martyr for the gospel, he wrote this quote, which I love. The person who's in love with their vision of community will destroy community. So you can have a lofty vision of what it should be and what it shouldn't be, all these concepts, but the person who loves the people around them will create community everywhere they go. So how about church family? We create and cultivate belonging through hospitality to the world around us. And we love our city back to life one person at a time. I want to encourage you, you're doing this, but let's keep going in brotherly love. Why don't we stand? Okay, I just want to just take a moment. I just want to invite you to close your eyes. This is, this is not a thing to say you have to do more. This is just an invitation of priority and taking the time. So right now, even as I was sharing, maybe you feel some loneliness yourself and you can relate to that. You feel like you're in a crowd, but it doesn't feel like a family yet. I just want to say to your heart, you belong. The Father has brought you into this community for a purpose, into his body, and he has wonderful things for you and he has wonderful connections and so I just want to bless your heart if there's loneliness. I bless you to experience right now the welcome of the Father, the love of the Father into that place. Just allow Him to wash over you.
And we just break off rejection right now. Maybe you're someone in this room who thinks, well, I'm too busy. I've just got too much. And I just want to ask you to repent of that. I repent of that. And we turn that question into, how do you want me to prioritize my time better, Lord? Help me, Holy Spirit. Sorry for where I've led an agenda drive me in the wrong way and I haven't made room or I've rushed or it's even been transactional where it's I want to get something from this person so I'm going to invite them over we repent of that Lord and right now Holy Spirit we let go of all performance when it comes to hospitality and perfectionism the unreachable standards, the excuses. I'm an introvert. I don't have enough money. I have a small house. I don't have good furniture. I'm not, I'm not good enough. We let go. We let go of those right now. We just say, Father, where, where do you want us to start? What's in my hand? And who do you want me to love? I want to bless you, church family, to continue to grow in brotherly love and practice hospitality. Over the summer, I want to encourage you to get to know someone new or get to know someone better in this community and in your workplace. And I bless you to experience the love of the Father as you do so and the joy of the Holy Spirit as you have fun. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.